Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Each week, you'll hear a message from our lead pastor, Matt Robinson, or another member of the Bethlehem team. We also host a conversation every week where we unpack different facets of Sunday's message. We're so excited about this conversation, and we hope it's a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Well, hey there. I am Pastor Cody. Yes, you are. And this is my co-host. <laughs> and this is my co-host, Pastor Matt. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a conversation. And this one's going to be lit because be we're, we're just in a strange mood today. Yeah, we're both ripe. <laughs> we are ripe today. We've been saying all kinds of crazy stuff. And then we were like, dude, we might as well just go live. Yeah, we might as well just do this, this thing. Get this stuff out. <clears throat> Let's do the thing. You know the thing, man? We're going to do the thing. The th- I, I don't have a Biden impression yet. <laughs> we need to get. We need to work on one right now. Yeah, we're always bringing the other guy into it. Wait, I got one. You ready? <laughs> 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 Wait, it gets um, better. It gets better. <laughs> All right, now fall asleep. Now fall asleep. <laughs> oh gosh, this is not a political podcast. No. In case this is your first time listening no, or watching, unless you get an ice cream cone. Uh, for me. We just we make fun of everybody, regardless of uh, political affiliation, gender, so forth. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Political stat or economic status. You're all you're all fair game. Um, we do a Trump impression. Just to, he pops out just about every week. Um, and I've listened to this podcast myself, and I do happen to think that it's an okay impression. It's not great, but it's okay. It's not it's a- okay. It's not that good. It's not. It's it. <laughs> I'm just he's coming out with his. his I did. <laughs> I'm making my own social media. It's going to be the We're truth. calling it MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's called Truth Social. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, first of all, you're old. Right. <laughs> Second of all, somebody who's you're in old. their 70s has no business creating a social media. <laughs> third, of, third of all, you're old. <laughs> I think I'm too old for social media now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in my 30s. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're like twice my age. The first thing that gets reported Literally. on that's going to be like, Trump didn't pay enough taxes in 2022. <laughs> and he's going to be like, wait a second. This is truth social. This is not truth. This is not truth. Take it off. Censor it. Take it off now. <laughs> I don't think it. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's funny because like, People, you know, Dad, I love you, but he's not on uh, social media anymore. He's he'll be on his though. He'll be on his oh, social yeah. media. It's like all the people. Let me put my phone on uh, Do Not Disturb. Real yeah, quick. it's just funny to me the the texts and emails. I'm, I'm joining Parlor. <laughs> exactly. Where are all you Parlor people at? Do you still actually use that? Yeah, probably not. No. Like and comment if you do though. We love you anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll let you behind the wall. <laughs> We'll let you behind our big, beautiful wall, a big paywall that we have. We've erected the, be- the best paywall. It's it's the best one ever. Oh, man. Well, hey, we think we're funny. You may not, and that's okay. You know, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Yeah, we are. But oh, oh to, to not prolong the point any farther, further, oh, boy, this is going to be a fun podcast. Yeah, I couldn't talk last night. We had... Uh, 
so we're not doing small groups. It's not. It's not so small. It's big, like everything it's I do. Bigly. Yeah, it's a bigly group. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we've combined them all, so we're doing like Wednesday nights um, collectively. And so we started evangelism last night, and I'm yep. so excited about it. Mm-hmm. We're doing three weeks. We did uh, three or four weeks of of prayer teaching, and and then we've shifted to teaching on evangelism. And our hope is that everyone will come out of that having like their one, you know, so we're, yeah. we're kind of doing this like hodgepodge SPC it's, thing. Yeah, it's funny because I ended up like drifting that way last night with my message in teen class too. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it just kind of happened. You yeah, know? It, I almost said something that I'm really <laughs> glad I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll let that one go. Let it go. It's so fine. Not made for go to your coworker social. and say, Listen, have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! There's only one person that's walked this planet that's better than me, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> and some would even say that he's not better, but I think he is. But I that's not what is. I say. That's what they say. Only Mike Pence. He convinced me. <laughs> he Pence. convinced me, but then he turned on me. So, <laughs> so, so I can't. <laughs> For four years, Mike Pence is the best, and he doesn't vote yeah. his way in the convention. He's a coward. He's the worst. <laughs> he is the. He doesn't believe in Jesus anymore. Isn't that what you evangelicals do? As soon as someone doesn't believe what you believe, you say they're not saved. <laughs> anyway, that drifted like Hispanic Trump at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so many things to say about that. Huh. Oh yeah. Anyway, but it was uh, it was really good. But I'm like struggling to form a sentence, a complete thought, like pronunciation issues. <laughs> so anyway, I don't. I have no idea that the direction that this is going to go. This yeah, morning. it's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> so on a more serious note, <laughs> as we shift moods here, uh, we so this past week <clears throat> we jumped. In, if you can't tell by the title of this podcast uh we jumped into a brand new series in the book Mm. of habakkuk which is really it's going to be really interesting yeah Uh, just because i feel like the the work itself is very unique like it stands out pretty hard and you'll see why um but we're we're new in the habakkuk series this is our first week Mm -hmm. and so we're going to be diving in on that and uh this guy's got some stuff that he didn't cover on sunday which by the way i think i speak for the whole audience when i say thank you for still finishing on time even though you had more to cover yeah, I I think you finished on time uh-uh. at least. No, I went over a little bit. <laughs> Thank you anyway. Yeah, but I could have gone further, but I was like, ah, oh, we gotta we gotta stop. Yeah, we gotta <clears throat> pull the plug on it. But yeah, I could have preached for like another thirty minutes, <laughs> just because it's it was the application part. Yeah, you know, and I think that those are the areas that I really thrive in that I enjoy mm-hmm. more than any. Um, but I, I just got carried away with like the background. It's the first week, you know, when, when yeah, you're talking about the context, first week of the of series. Context. Yeah. I really want you all to feel, um, like you understand where this, where this narrative fits in. And, you know, I'm also talking through it as well, you know, mm-hmm. and I do, I do see a difference between not preaching a 9am and then an 11. There's a difference. Yeah. Cause you don't get a practice. I round. don't get a practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's but be- I like it better. Yeah. Like if I were to speak just one, because I get like it all happens within you know you preach two messages within like what three hours. Yeah, and like by the time you're midway through the second one, you like I personally will miss things because I think I already said it, and I did, but like not during that service. Yeah, and so it just kind of it's a weird thing for my brain to comprehend. I don't know. <clears throat> I I tend to really 
just un- not that I don't rehearse the material, but it's you know I just have it's fresh. Like I can just like roll through the roll yeah. through it again. But I think it was neat to see with because we we moved to one service. It's nice. Like well, that joke didn't land last hour. Won't exactly. Use that one. <laughs> yeah, I need to tweak that. But um, we we went back to one service for a few weeks, trying to just really get everybody on the same page. It seems that um, you know the COVID restrictions are lifting and things are are becoming better. So you know we just thought, well, we'll bring everybody together, and it's you know there's still elderly, immune compromised folks that, that are not coming, and that's okay, and that's why we'll continue to live stream. But it was good though to see, I, I think our highest attended service since um, since COVID. You think? I think so. Like including Easter this past year? Uh, <laughs> no, not including Slash Easter. Christmas too. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would just say like a normal, like a normal Sunday. I thought it the it vibes just were just good. To, you know? It continues to increase. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's nice to kind of arrive at some form of normalcy again, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Yeah. <clears throat> the new normal, as they say. The new normal. Yeah. So, well, let's jump in here. Uh, all right. So, jumping back in here. So, Habakkuk week one. So, we'll kick it off. What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just thinking about what we said before we just cut back in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Get behind the wall, the paywall. <laughs> Dude, it would be... Okay. So much content. Yeah. <laughs> so much. You won't even believe it. Um, <laughs> we negotiate the best trade deals with YouTube. <laughs> Just kidding. Please, get us into Habakkuk. Yeah, yeah Habakkuk <laughs> chapter one. So I guess maybe give us... Uh, you gave a lot of context... And uh, maybe fill us in, give us like a brief, just kind of overview of where the book's at. Uh, you know, Judah is about to experience the wrath of Babylon, mm. and you know, this is just kind of where they're at. So maybe fill the fill the people in on uh, some contextual pieces that maybe you missed, or you know, you feel like are pertinent if they did not already listen. Yeah, I think we go back and listen. You know, there's tons. We just talk about you know First Kings chapter 21, I think through 24. Uh, and and really kind of show the the decline of Judah when mm-hmm. those kingdoms separate and they split, uh, and and Judah takes this this route that's path this path that's just absolutely not good. And so I just wanted to show in you know in the message as we're getting into Habakkuk what led to this this prophet praying this way. Yeah, you know because that's what, essentially you're going to read a, an exchange between Habakkuk and the Lord, and that's what's different. You know this prophet is is different in the sense that he is not receiving prophecy from the Lord to take to the people. He's going to the Lord on behalf of the people. He's seeing something and uh, going to the Lord saying, uh, look, I don't, you know, I don't get this. I don't understand why it has to be this way. And so he is uh, unique in that, that it is most prophets are from the Lord to the people, but he's from the people to the Lord. And, and so uh, when you kind of like see the picture that's that's paint that's painted in you know in Kings, and you think about uh, Manasseh and what that guy did, all the way down from Josiah trying to like um, reform the kingdom, uh, to him being killed, I think he was like he, he wasn't that old, you know. I, I think he was a young young guy, young still young king, and, and I don't remember exactly how long he. Do you remember how long Josiah? Um, was king of Israel or mm-hmm. king of Judah? No, I don't remember. But it's it, you know essentially he dies a tragic death, um, 
on the battlefield and they put one of his sons in, in and, and then, you know, uh, he does evil in the side of the, in the eyes of the Lord and does not follow in the steps of his father. And then essentially Babylon comes in, um, takes that guy off the throne, puts his brother in and changes his name. And so that's kind of like the, the between Jehoiakim um, and then when Babylon steps in and replaces the, the person who's on the throne and changes his name, that's where the prophet is. And so he's in that period of time where um, it's evident that the wicked behavior that he's addressing is Judah's wicked behavior. It's, mm-hmm. it's them as a people. So he's saying that, I, and I think the expression is, is there's still righteous people here. There's still people here that want to see the Lord Yahweh restored as the one and only true God. Uh, of Judah, you know, of Israel. And it, it's just the heart cries out. Uh, and then he has an exchange with the Lord. And so we dealt with really the first exchange, um, but mainly covered uh, Habakkuk's, um, you know, perspective. We didn't talk about the Lord's perspective a whole lot in that message. And so those are a few things that I think that we could talk about today on the conversation. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I was reading, uh, I was just reading through the first chapter again to brush up before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first line, does the CSB use the word oracle? Mm-hmm. That's not the question, but I was just curious. In, um, in <clears throat> the beginning of chapter, uh, or towards the end of chapter two, I think. Oh, no, the first verse, the oracle which Habakkuk the prophet saw. I know, but I think it's going to say it again. Um, yeah, down chapter at the, two, where the woes are after the second response from the Lord. I think that it's it may say it again. Yeah, but yeah, but that that word oracle is I don't think it's in the NASB, <coughs> is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? It is. And I was just it's you know the heavy saying I guess is the is a good way to you know not translate that but mm-hmm. better describe it. Yeah, because masa is related to the word nasa, which means or nasar, which means to carry. Mm. Um, and so it's like a weighty, you know. So Habakkuk is seeing like a weighty thing. Yeah. And but what's interesting is like the first line, the oracle which Habakkuk the prophet saw, mm-hmm. and then it's like his his response to it. And so I don't know. In your opinion, do you think that the oracle that he saw, like, is he seeing or hearing of the destruction of Judah, and then lamenting and praying, you know, and going to intercede on behalf of the people to God after seeing that? Or do you think that like, uh, maybe he is like actively in a vision and this is like, he sees it and this is kind of his response, like in this vision that he's having. If that, am I making sense? Yeah. I I just read it and I was like, that's kind of a, it it seems like it's cut. The introduction is just very like short. Yeah. No, it's, and it's, the, the time, the time frames and the time periods are, you know, people don't, there's a lot of conjecture like mm-hmm. people don't really agree um widely on this you know mm-hmm. and i i think i drew some lines and I, I think i probably wrote it down let me see yeah there's a couple of things in here where i talk about yeah right here the almost consensus view the almost consensus view um sees the wicked in judah itself possibly jehoiakim and sees the chaldeans as the instrument of the <coughs> lord uh, uh to punish the wicked and then the probable date just prior to the fall of Nineveh. Like those are the two things that, you know, kind of unite folks on this front. But, oh, for sure. But I'm not saying like timeline wise. <clears throat> no, but I'm saying there's a lot of people, I guess in saying that there's a lot of people that disagree. And that's in one regard to, um, 
you know, how it was written. Some mm-hmm. people think that this is like three different stories that are yeah. piecemealed together because you've got this one exchange at the beginning, then you have a, a middle exchange that seems to be disconnected timeline-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have this like prophetic song, right, yeah. at the end. So I think that I'm more leaning towards, you know, this this as being almost like three separate events. Yeah, um, I see that. And my thought, mm-hmm. just personally, without doing, I haven't read... Um, <laughs> before you walked in from the bathroom, I read like a page of... Thanks for I've telling him that I was in the bathroom. Appreciate that. <laughs> he wasn't using the bathroom. He was cleaning it, being a good servant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so we're all clear here. It's he funny. was not blowing it up. Uh, <laughs> um, but my, you know, the it's only... Funny. I read a little bit of the... I read the New Bible Commentary a lot, which mm. I've just found to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that I usually recommend if people ask me, which is rare, because... How many times has somebody asked you, hey, what Bible commentary do you prefer? Not very often. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I read some, and it, I didn't really see it addressed. But to me, my assumption is that it's a, it's probably a scribal edit after the fact, That's, you know, where they these things were compiled yep. together, and they were just like, hey, this is an oracle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, most of the minor prophets are, are oracles to the nations. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, more or less, that that's what they are. And that seems to be the, the trend here. Yeah. yeah. There's a... I can't remember who said it, um, but there's a, you know, a person as far as like how these things were compiled and put together, mm-hmm. you know, there's pronouncement. really <clears throat> CSB. It says the pronouncement, Ah, the pronouncement. Well, yeah. that, that's fair. I think mm-hmm. that's a fair translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, you know, there's, there's two ways you could think about it. One is like the Holy stapler was a, an image that I've heard used mm-hmm. where, you know, Habakkuk the prophet dies and you know those who were his understudies are like oh gosh we have to preserve this guy's work and so they gather them all together and they staple them together and like boom that's what we have yeah and then you have on the other end of that like oh gosh like how do we you know how do we take those or or maybe it was Habakkuk himself uh, or one of his contemporaries but you know how do we take those and structure them in a way that honors what was said and done in a way right. that is coherent yeah. um, and so I think you know my thought is that it's probably you know, probably a scribal like heading that they, they put in as verse mm-hmm. one, much like what you see in the Psalms, a yeah. Psalm of David. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. It's not a huge deal. I was just reading it and I was like, so is he like having a vision and this mm-hmm. is a conversation that's taking place or is this, uh, in response to a vision, you know, was kind of where I was at with it. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you look at the Lord's response, it says, look at the nations, observe, be mm-hmm. utterly astounded. So it's like, it's kind know, of both. Well, yeah, you, you get the sense that he is seeing something, uh-huh. you know, and then the Lord's saying, like, you know, you need to look. And I, I, th- I think I put it this way, but <clears throat> you need to look for the Lord in the places that you don't want to look for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the that's the scary part about this vision, this oracle, this pronouncement. Yeah. Is that when we're talking about the wickedness or when we're, when we're talking about the things that we struggle with in our own lives, you know, so often we look away from those things and the Lord tells him, look into that. Yeah. And I'm there. I'm at the the middle of it. For sure. You know, which is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of ties back into uh, Michael Crawford's message about it does. allowing him to redeem uh, yeah. things that we want to put to bed yeah. that are no good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, look for look for the Lord in, in unexpected places. And you know where you'll find him is behind the paywall. Like and subscribe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wish Love we had it. a paywall. I don't think we do. No, um, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there. And we probably won't be there. Nope. And that's okay. Yep. Um, so, we, okay. We think we're funny. Once again, we'll establish that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we think so. 
Um, at this point, we would meet and do this regardless of we, <laughs> whether we whether y'all watched or not. We're going to do this. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so moving from, okay, so we got some context. We kind of got the intro and the general idea of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me with what you missed out on on Sunday. Tell us what. You know, the audience, this is actually the paywall right here. If you think here it is, you know, this is the stuff that you didn't get for free on Sunday. The sauce, the sauce, the secret sauce. Observations from the transparent prophet's prayer. Um, We really, we covered that. Boy, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. We covered that um, in detail. And then the second part, verses five through 11 of chapter one are my observations of the Lord's answers. So. Uh, what I think is just really unique, right, is the way the the prophet is having this exchange with the Lord. And um, in doing so, we kind of get a, a behind-the-scenes look at what that looks like with, with his prayers and, and the way that he's so transparent. I, I think I even said he's probably like an Enneagram 4. You did say that. You know, he's like this creative. He's wearing it on his sleeve. He's taking everything personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so you, you really, those that, those that are more emotional, those people that um, really take things to heart, I think that there's lessons for us to learn. Him and Jeremiah probably would have been besties. Yeah, man. You know? Oh, yeah. They would have um, had a crying sesh together. <laughs> they love <laughs> lamenting. Mm, there's those lamenters over there. <laughs> you know, they're they're all about talking about the the sin and desperation of our land. But uh, I, I just think it's it's helpful to kind of put things in perspective and see the way the Lord answers him. So, uh, just to talk about that a little bit, I alluded to the first point: find me in the places that you don't want to find me. God is not above your reality. Uh, he's in your reality. And I don't mean to say that the Lord's not above the thing that you're, you know, the thing it's both. Yeah. You know, the thing <laughs> he's like, it's not there yet. The thing <laughs> you got to have like the ring in the, huh. uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll okay. get serious at some point. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but he's, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> That's, that's that impressions. It's gonna get there. It's gonna yeah. It's yeah. gonna develop next much week. Like this I'm gonna be here with aviators on in a suit <laughs> holding an ice cream cone, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, huh. <laughs> it's gonna be so one scoop, not two. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be so good. Oh my gosh. Oh man. It's a lament. Yeah. So yeah. So find me in places that you don't want to find me. I'm not above your reality. I mean, and I got, I got that from verse five. So just scrolling here, it says. Look at the nations, observe, observe, be utterly astounded, for I'm doing something in your days that you will not believe when you hear about it. So he's saying, look into the very thing that Habakkuk was saying, like, hey, what? Finish your thought, and then I'll jump in. <laughs> he's saying, look into the, the thing that you're having a problem with. Habakkuk is like, I can't believe you're going to, if you look at his, his prayer, how long, Lord? How long will we cry out for help and you're not going to listen? So... Habakkuk's painting this picture in his vision or prayer, whatever it is, that the Lord is distant. And the Lord's saying, look into that thing that is actually the worst part about your vision. Your worst nightmare, Habakkuk, hasn't happened yet. And I want you to look into that. Look into the future. Look into when this thing doesn't go the way that you think it's supposed to go. I'm there in the middle of it. And so we we have to like take this and 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 apply it to our lives in this in this instance what if the lord doesn't answer your prayer not only does he not answer it you know he does but he answers it in in like the worst way possible 
<laughs> right. Lord, I don't want that thing to happen. You know the thing. I don't want that thing to happen. And the Lord says, yeah, not only uh, is that going to happen, but I'm going to be in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the the exchange here. And so we've really got to change our perspective to uh, seeing the Lord in our problems and in our realities rather than him being above it, changing it because we feel like we shouldn't go through that. The Lord's saying, right. I'm actually the active agent in working out those problems. Yeah. Um, I, I can wait to go to number two. Sure, sure. No, I just on that specific verse, I thought it was really interesting when you read it. Um, <clears throat> uh, this is actually, yeah, it's verse five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those verses that like you see on like an Instagram post that's like yeah. beautiful looking, like look among the nations, observe and be <laughs> astonished. Wonder because I am doing something in your days that you would not believe if you were told. And P- all the woo girls on Instagram are like, yes, yes oh with their God. white claws. <laughs> we love the Lord so much. Right. And then the very next verse, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that fierce and impetuous people, to destroy you. You will be killed. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we are so dumb. We're retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. It is. It's the truth. It's, it's just. Those are those Man, verses. you can't say retarded on air. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way, but I did. It, it, it's just, it's the craziest thing. It's people taking, and this is the humor side of our of our little podcast yeah. here, people taking the, the scriptures out of context. And, and we're not saying that we're scholars, right? But just a little bit just of a homework. a little bit of effort, guys. Just a little bit of homework, and you realize that this isn't a verse that you want to paste and talk about the Lord being good, right? <laughs> Even like reading the verse prior to and after is like that's super helpful. helpful. It's super helpful. helpful. <laughs> yeah, I could. T- that's funny. We should we should do that. We should take that verse, put it through the Bible. Uh, no, YouTube you know version what we should do? filter, and we should take that. I'll d- yes, yes. So well, I'm saying we could put it out on our own Facebook and see how many people <laughs> like and share, like from our church that are like, oh, I love this verse. Yeah, and just caption it and like this just, is a test. Just dump on them. Just be like, failed. <laughs> you failed. Just dump on all of them. We're so loving. Somebody's gonna we're comment so loving like, oh, so needed kind. this today. <laughs> That's my <laughs> we're so loving and we're so kind oh man yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do that <laughs> love is patient <laughs> love is kind <laughs> anyway oh now, man I, I think too it's like can we can we riff here for a minute yeah let's riff man this is our conversation we can do what we want <laughs> yeah y'all are just here you, you might you might want to leave <laughs> you might want to leave the room go and get a drink and come back <laughs> yeah a stiff one <laughs> you might need a, st- a stout one friend <laughs> get you a twisted <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh wow, this is boy. Yeah. This is one for the books. I think. I think the thing is with with the the culture right that we are faced with. Oh man, this is good. I was at a cultural cult a culture symposium. I don't even know how to. Say, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> if you use the word symposium in your event, you don't want people to take your event seriously. <laughs> Michael, he doesn't mean it. Uh, I but, mean it. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a paywall if you have the word symposium <laughs> yes. involved. Someone should have to pay to be there. But anyway, I think we were talking about culture at the um, some, at the culture symposium and just, just discussing culture in churches. And I, I think that the way social media has changed and altered the way that we do church is it's not Pretty good. Wild. It's really not good in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, for us, like we really... 
for us at Bethlehem, I should say, we really care about how things affect our people. Yeah. And we created this podcast for you for if there were four of you, it's really for us, but you know, it's yeah, it's for us. But, <laughs> but if there were four of you that were like, yeah, I, I want a little bit more about the message. That's the idea behind, right, right. behind this conversation. Um, and, and we will continue to do things for our little corner of the world. Yeah. You know, it's not, we're just like Jesus. We're all about the remnant because <laughs> that's who listens. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, but I think for us, it's, it's for me rather just watching the landscape of what social media is doing. You know, I, I think that we just, we have to push back against some of those things. Oh, for sure. Um, but we were, we were talking about, um, the, the demon hunter. <laughs> let's just let's just title him <clears throat> demon hunter who's that greg Locke. oh gosh this guy yeah it it's are you changing the temperature yeah i'm mug? just turning my mug off yeah you know you're so bougie bougie that is a word for that yeah he has a an ember mug that he loves you love it right it's good oh it's great yeah, yeah. buy one please yeah <clears throat> i have a 20 dollar thermos from you'll feel costco <laughs> Oh, it was You'll 20. feel guilty about it at I first. I paid 20 for two, so this is $10. Oh, $10. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't even want to say what yeah, I spent. Ex- exactly. Um, for somebody who's who's a tightwad, too. That's I know. My wife was like, come on, you have to get it. You'll like it so much. And I was like, okay. Was it a gift? Uh, it was like Christmas. Oh, what are you Yeah. Doing? So it's True, justifiable. Just so all of you out there who think that <clears throat> I just blow money, know that I would not make this purchase any other time of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, it, I mean, it's like, I think 90 minutes or 80 minutes on a charge. It's pretty awesome. And it comes with like this little teacup plate that is the charging station and you can like sip it. And sit if you it back don't drink your coffee in 80, 90 minutes, you don't deserve to have it. I agree with you that. Might as well be cold. Yeah. And yeah. then there's an app that you can control the temperature. I personally prefer... Uh, 130 degrees is what I prefer. <laughs> um, but you know, you can go, I think it goes up to like 150, Yeah, which I feel like the coffee would evaporate before so I finished it. Visit www.ember forward slash conversation and order <laughs> yours today from our podcast. <laughs> go to policygenius.com. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Anyway, I think that, um, yeah, we just, we really have to like search ourselves and figure out uh, w- what is applicable from the text? How do we apply this? And if not, we just end up creating some some hype for a crowd. We end up creating right. hype for for what? Like, what is the point? You know, Jesus. Yes, there were multitudes that came to him, but but he was interested in discipling twelve. Right. And so I th- I think that we've you know we've missed the mark so so much because we're we're ready for something to go viral. Right. Instead of just being normal. Right. But, and that's, that was the, remember that yeah, message? Feels pressured to go viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is just not something that, you know, we it, should have to be concerned about. No, it doesn't you know? matter. Anyway, I don't know how we got sidetracked. I like to share this on, post, by the way. On Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so that it can go viral. Right. <laughs> As if. Yeah. I don't but, know. I, th- I think that there's just, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, if you're watching um, preaching and videos and stuff, like do do your homework, do your research. I think that guy specifically, I've been seeing a ton of him in my feed. Maybe it's just... <clears throat> I mean, did you follow him at the conference? Um, No. No? You, I, you're talking about Locke? Oh, you, no. I thought you... Leak. No. I, I thought s- that's who you were talking about. I was talking about the demon hunter. Oh, well, yeah. Let's talk about him for a minute. This bizarre, fundy weirdo. Yeah, it's just strange. He, It's like he's burning Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. So, do you want to hear a cringe story about uh, about my first ever youth activity that I went to with you? No. 
No. Yeah, I do. You don't want it for the audience? Okay, so it was the hayride. Mm. <clears throat> and Were we burning stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. <laughs> this is great. So my first ever interaction with this guy, I get on this raunchy Calvary bus, and I'm sitting next to my cousin Billy, and you come up and you have a piece of chocolate in your hand, and it was like one of the candy eyeballs because it's Halloween. Mm. And you were like, hey, guys, want an eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird. High energy. Not my flavor, but whatever, you know. <laughs> and so we get to this event. It's like a haunted hayride. Super cool. We all almost died. It was great. I met my wife that night. Um, mm. uh, bye, Miss Charlotte. <clears throat> Hold on, y'all. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> that was Miss Charlotte. Yep. Um you know, so the hayride's great, all that good stuff. And then, of course, you preach. You showed a clip from, uh, no, you showed a clip from Left Behind the year after. Mm -hmm. uh, but this year, you it was a fire, and you threw, like, a bunch of movies in it. And while you were preaching, it was like, it all starts when you're, you know, you're watching Shrek. And guess what? One day, you've got a baby. And I was like, and I <laughs> did was, I say that? you did. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's, I like Shrek, you know? <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> But I come. I came back. You did. You came back. <laughs> came back. You stuck around. Oh my gosh! I was like, okay, so we're burning like you know Shrek and Harry <laughs> Potter movies and whatever else was in the fire. You know, there was another oh. in the fire, and it was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fiona. <laughs> it's just like, and what's funny is like you quote Shrek all, all the time. The time. <laughs> I don't know why I was burning Shrek. I have no idea. I mean, you like specifically talked about Shrek, which was funny. That was funny. I love that movie. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just weird, man. And I think that that's uh, here's like another thing. I saw a post. I think it was last night. A guy posting a, um, you know, posting a. a it was like some test on on rats or something, and they were utilizing that test to show that okay. F I, now I gotta now I gotta say what it is. So they put three rats in like water and like mm -hmm. submerged them, and they lasted for like fifteen minutes treading water. And then when they started to drown, they pulled the rats out. This is like an old thing, old thing. Yeah, um, it's on Facebook. It's one of those cheesy. Uh, illustrations and then they put the rats back in the water and they found that they tread water for like 60 hours right and the whole point oh, wow. is if you because they felt like there there was a way out that's right if you yeah. know that you're going to be saved right uh you can last and endure anything and so yeah. every christian was like Woo, Greg right? cardone pops out like listen <laughs> <laughs> you can make it <laughs> You can do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> 10X. 10X times 60 hours. That's what you can do. Yeah. It's so stupid. Oh, but, man. you know, it, it's, you know, those those posts. But then, like, underneath of it, it's like all the ex-IFB atheists are like, newsflash, you're not going to be saved. <laughs> you know, like, Ouch. literally, <laughs> yeah. like, people just so bitter. And I think that that's where... It comes from that culture of extremism. For sure. Yeah. And so I see this guy like Greg Locke out there burning things and casting out demons. It's literally like he sounds like, so, like I don't that. even get yeah. it. Yeah. But I was so telling weirdo. Cody, I literally uh, heard him preach as like an eighth grader or something. We went and, and maybe maybe ninth or something like he was preaching um, youth conferences at Franklin Road, you know, like years and years and years ago. And, and essentially... Uh, he had a falling out with them, and he's always. <laughs> and I like, stand here today because Greg Locke cast a demon out of me when I was in the eighth grade. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's it's that constant like bickering and making this um, 
how do you say it? Like making a mountain out of a molehill for sure. And then you gather this, this following, you know? And so I I think that there's just so much, uh, hype like around things like that. And, and that's not, to me, that's not the gospel. It's hype for the sake of hype. It, it is, you know, yeah, like and just want something to be mad about. Like you want something singer. to yell about. Yeah, that's like your shtick. Yeah, is 100%. a person because that's that's what gets the clicks, the views, and. But then here's what they do: they say, uh, <laughs> they, they say if you're not, and there's somebody else who I I somewhat respect, so I'll I'll, I'll leave their name I'll, out. I'll, I'll be nice. <clears throat> um, I don't know why I'm being nice, but I'm going to be nice. But the point is, is there's other there's other pastors that think that you have to do that politically. Mm-hmm. Or you're wrong, yeah, and that's wrong. That's stupid for sure, <clears throat> big time. It's making politics the savior. It's making politics really the main focus, and that's not the main focus. You know, look at the New Testament. They were operating within a governmental system and structure, and they were, if anything, they were playing by the rules. Yeah, and when they were being, <laughs> and might I say, a far more oppressive system, far more. than we are today. Far. Nobody picketed when Paul went to jail. No, you know, nobody, nobody no. stormed the, you know, the city hall when, when, you know, they prayed when Peter was in there. They prayed. Right. Yeah, that's right. what they did. They hid. Mm-hmm. They were hiding. Right. <laughs> I just think that we like create these moments because here's the thing. Like if and and this is something that I find interesting. I read that book by Robert something or another. I'd have to look it up, but the uh, is on Christian dissidents. Mm-hmm. And how like the Russians and the Germans were reacting, even I think Ukrainians more than likely, but how they were reacting to communism. And these were Catholic, you know, yeah. these, these were Catholic folks that were being oppressed. You know, it didn't look like what you think these guys are taking a stand now. Right. The fight against tyranny, you know, yeah. as it's like, like the perfect polished pose as, <laughs> as they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to preach a conference on freedom. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. It's not reality. And right. so we surround ourselves with these, you know, knuckleheads. And all it is is basically a political thing. Yeah, political it's smoke stuff. and mirrors. Yeah, it's it's not. And two, you wouldn't say the things that you're saying if you were actually dealing with people. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't treat people like that. You wouldn't tell people like that. Like, I am I am a pastor, right? I, I help people. <laughs> I counsel people. I talk with, you know, many people throughout the week and I pray with folks and it doesn't become a headline. It's a, right. pr- it's a private, yeah. uh, you know, like even people from other churches, like mm-hmm. people from other denominations, like I'll help anybody. Like it's not, the gospel transcends all of those things. Um, so anyway, I think that we would just do a lot better, like just focusing on you know, the, the, what actually matters, right. The mechanics of this relationship, the mechanics of this prayer, right. Mm-hmm. Rather than like cherry picking certain things and just running with it. Yeah. You know, Big anyway, time. I know I, I agree. <clears throat> and I, I think that it's just, I think America or Americans, we love a good underdog story, yeah, you know? Man. And when somebody's like fighting, fighting the power and we're like, yeah, that's what America is. <laughs> you got guns, bro. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and I, but and it, I'm but not, it, not for, second amendment i'm and that's not, the, not for those things. right and that's the line though is like we are like we are conservatives we do both yeah. like firearms and and our freedoms but we also both understand that that's not like the gospel is not about what sort of freedoms our government chooses to grant us yeah and the unalienable rights quote unquote that the conservatives like to tell like i'm sorry like these are not 
you know, scripture does not guarantee me the right to own a firearm. Mm-mm. Like it, it just doesn't, you know, and yeah. that's fine that that's a staple of our, our nation's belief system, but it's not biblical. No. And I think that, for, I mean, don't, and look, somebody's going to hear that and they're going to nitpick that. And I, I get the general protecting sense of, your family is prote- biblical. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, but, but still like we, we, we take the constitution because we feel like it's biblical principle and therefore it has to be defended at all costs because this is like the same yeah. as, and it, it's just not look as an American, like I'll always step in and say, look, my vote matters. Right. right. I'll, I'll vote the way that I, I feel like I should vote. And, you know, even to the point of, you know, rallies and things like that about certain political issues, because I'm an American citizen, I'll right. do my due, due diligence as an American in those in those situations. But, um, you know, to say that this is how it's always looked over the course of 2000 years when we're really just zoomed in on the last three, 400. Right. That that's, that to me is the error. Very in limited ways. perspective. Yeah. And yeah. the Lord could choose, you know, to, to put us into bondage and, and persecution. And it's like literally not taking into consideration that there are people from other countries that are dying for their faith. There yeah. are people from other countries that are engaging in the same spiritual warfare that we're engaging in and they don't have the rights and freedoms that we have. So that's why I'm saying it's more like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum than it is, you know, a good gospel Bible believing Christian taking a stand on something that they shouldn't should or shouldn't. Uh, that that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, it's that's not the thing. apples for apples. It's not not the same. And and that's where I think that we really need to be able to prioritize those things rather than lumping them all in. Uh, you, it would, I think it would become so clear, right? If like someone from another country in another nation, like looks in on what we have and they just go, you guys are just so stinking spoiled. Oh, and we are. Yeah. You know, cause that's that what would be is. right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's a, there's a fine line, you know, and I think that don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the hype. You're not everything that goes viral is worth uh, buying into. Yeah. Um, and you know, but for Habakkuk, like he's here and this is like a, you know, it, it's kind of weird because like national Israel at this time was God's covenant people. And yeah. so like the political aspects of it were, you know, spiritual, right? Like yeah. his, his faith and his his identity as a citizen of Judah, like those two things were inseparable because, you know, everything it was a geographical, location. it was a geographical location. Yeah. God's covenant with the people had everything to do with the land and mm-hmm. they were about to get kicked out of the land and demolished by, you know, an entity. And that's very different than any war that would happen today because he's like, Hey God. And the Lord let it like happen. The, yeah. He let it happen. <laughs> Not only did he let it happen, <laughs> he caused he's it. a part of it. Yeah. And I think that there, right. There's this Calvinist tension here, right. We're like, okay, did God allow it to happen or did he do it? And I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> you is. know what I mean? It's yeah. a both issue. Um, but it was very different for him. And you know, we, you know, we're just, we're not in the same boat, but for, for God to allow his covenant people to be destroyed and dispersed, Habakkuk's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what, God, what is going on? Like how, you know, you can't destroy us. Like there are still people who, who hold uh, to your name and, and believe. And God's like, <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm doing something that you won't even believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, on the other side of the issue, we have the rest of scripture, right? We know that the Judahites came back from exile mm. and we know that, you know, the Lion of Judah and David was preserved and Jesus was born. And here we are today. Yeah. We know the whole story, but to Habakkuk, he's like, how long is this going to go on? God? Like what's, yeah. what, what's going on? You know, but it's just a very, 
boy, very different perspective from from him for sure. It is. And where's that perspective, you know, in our nation today? Right. Where's that perspective when we can put it in our context mm-hmm. and see what we have and how blessed we've been? You know, it's yeah. like there's uh, we, we've got to bridge that gap. So these observations, let's keep going on this because I think it will give um, even this more context to it. Yeah, it is. But yeah. OK, it's OK. So the, the second thing is disinherited nations perpetuate themselves, but God is in control of what he owns, verse 6. Um, so I think this is that tension you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So the third thing is our perspective of wrong can be right with the Lord using the wrong not to make a right, but to bring about his purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like this line of, you know, predeterminism yeah versus provisional right that's like to me this you know this tension that we have to hold that what what you're going to see in scripture is that the lord is using the wrong mm-hmm. right he's even perpetuating it because what they're doing is perpetuating itself and i i talked to someone about this this week but the law of sowing and reaping is real yeah so the lord uses the laws um, you know, that were created, the order, right? And I think that's maybe even to some of the things that I'm reading in this John Walton book. You know, it's mm, like it's the so good. order, order, the order, the, thing. the order that God is creating, not the water, not the physical manifestations. Um, you know, what we're missing when we read Genesis is that it's the systems and structures mm-hmm. that the Lord is creating, not the thing itself. And so the Lord's working in- and, and where this becomes tangible is you have to make the right decision. You have to decide to follow the Lord. You have to decide, and and I'm not going to give away the farm because this comes into next week's message, which I hope you'll come Sunday morning or tune in online and and watch it. But there's a part that we have in this, and our part is not judging God for how he is judging the nations. Yes. He is using the nations. He's using the disinherited as well as the inherited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we should be thankful for that because we were once a disinherited nation. Right. We were once... <laughs> Every single person watching this, chances are... We were in opposition. Mm-hmm. And so it it proves the fact that we're sitting here talking about Scripture... And discussing the way this prophet handled this, probably what, 700-ish BC, mm-hmm. it, it proves that what the Lord does is perfect and right, and it works. Yeah. So this is, for those that don't believe the Lord or believe that all of this is you know, some sort of cause and effect, like you're missing the point. Yeah, You're missing the fact that the Lord has been working in this whole cosmos all along to bring about his purposes. Um, and so once again... Our submitting to what the Lord is doing in that greater work of the gospel is what's important. Yes. And I think that, too, something that should be gleamed from this, gleaned, gleamed, whatever, um, is that, gleamed. you know, Habakkuk was already like, like Judah had not even been taken into exile yet. And he's like, how long, Lord? Yeah. You know, and, you know, what he didn't realize at the time was like, yeah, like you're sick of it now, but it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. And not only is it going to get worse, like you're going to be gone like the the Judahites will not come back during your lifetime. Right. You know, the issue will not come to resolution when you would like it to come to resolution. And we have to we have to look at like look at the time span, you know, because yeah. really, you know, uh, three BC or what, whatever year you think Jesus was born, like the Israelites still viewed themselves as if they were in exile. Why? Because mm-hmm. the presence had not returned. That's right to the temple, and um, it did return in Jesus, but but not to the not in the temple in that way. 
Um, but you know, exile lasted a long time. You know, if this is 700 BC, roughly, that he's he's speaking this or writing this, uh, you know, centuries later, this issue would be kind That's of right. solved and, and resolved, and probably in a way that he wouldn't have recognized at a, during his time. Yeah. Um, you, you, but we have to accept that, like the issues that we face, the struggles that we experience. Uh, it's probably things are not usually resolved in our timetables, mm. and I think that we wait in suspense for relief. We wait in suspense for, and maybe not that we can't get relief. It's not what I'm saying, um, but I just think that you know we have to look at this. What what Habakkuk said, or what what God said to Habakkuk, but like look for. Look for the Lord in the places where you don't think that he is, because we will experience struggle. Jesus said you will endure persecution, uh, but we have to look for him in that. And in that moment, yes, there's pain, yes, there's suffering, but we will find relief in the person who Jesus is, because our struggles are never ending That's right. until he comes back. You know, yeah. <laughs> and Habakkuk's like, oh, great. If he could see into the future, he would have been like, oh, that's great. Like God comes in the flesh and exiles over, you know, and he's bringing his people back to him. And then there's persecution. There's death. There's, you know, and here we are 2000 years later, still experiencing struggle. It doesn't it never looks like what we think it should look like. And we have to reconcile that and we have to look and say, you know what? Even though it's not what I think it should look like, it's right. the Lord is working. The Lord is good. And if we're not careful, we create our own Edens, and what's what's missing from those Edens is, you know, actual peace and the actual presence of God in those little Edens that we try to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And the fact that we're living in a time period where we can do those constructs that are even close to what we would we would call acceptable, yeah. and and at some point a um, a comparison to what we think is worthy. Uh, you know, for us to give up what the Lord has for our lives. It's, it's just, it's crazy to me. And yeah, it is nuts. the enemy working mm-hmm. in such a way that we have to reconcile the fact that, you know, even if what the Lord has for you is not what you pictured, it is what's best. Mm-hmm. It, it It is the path that you should take. Um, but we we are just so self-centered and selfish and all of those things uh, you know, that, that we struggle with in, in this day and age, you know, at this period of time in history. Um, and so it, we just, we have to be faithful to what the Lord is doing in our lives. And so often he uses suffering and and struggles to get us there. And so if you're going through something, if you are, uh, you know, wondering why, like chances are you have a great opportunity to get the, to get to know the Lord better. You have a great opportunity in this moment to find the Lord, um, and that's historically how He's worked more mm-hmm. so than yeah. He's worked far so more through struggle than prosperity. Yeah, I read that book. Uh, I think it's called Dreams and Visions, but it's just about the 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 gospel awakening in the Muslim world, and it's it's a it's a movement that's growing faster than wildfire, and it's all happening under under persecution and the fact that if the government mm. finds out you're a Christian, you'll be killed, yeah. you know, but it's, but it's moving, it's spreading and people are gathering and, you know, church is happening and stuff that, I mean, I've read this book and I was like, this is stuff that like, you know, you don't, we almost don't believe it because it sounds like book of Acts stuff. Yeah. And, but it's happening. It's just not happening in our context in that way. Right. Um, but boy, the Lord's moving and he's moving whether we feel like the circumstances are ideal or not. Yeah. He's he's so much bigger than than we think and mm-hmm. even give him credit for. Yeah. Um and he, and he's moving and he's working and, and he wants to do something in your life. 
Um, so just come along for the ride as we uh, continue to, to go through Habakkuk. And this coming week, we'll talk about the second prayer and response from the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will uh, we will see you on Sunday, whether in person or online, and uh, next Thursday. Yep. Adios. Yep. God bless. Do less. Thanks so much for tuning in for this conversation on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every conversation we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.